It was years ago that I had a report given to me that the publisher that we used for a couple of our books had turned down a book by a very credible Bible teacher, really a brilliant man. And they had turned the book down for what I was told was that this man had held a position that the Antichrist may well be an alien. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, are you serious? And again, an outstanding Bible teacher, and and he had reached that point, and it's my understanding, I, I didn't have specific details, but it's my understanding that the publisher moved away from publishing his book. And so over the years, I have thought about that, and as time has gone on, I've seen a lot of strange things in this world that I would trace to a demonic source. And then just a few days ago, my wife and I were watching a cable news network program with a credible commentator, and at the conclusion of the program, he talked about that the government is beginning to to bring more things into the open in terms of unidentified flying objects. Uh, There are different references now being used. But that the government uh, had admitted that there were, and and he said, apparently equipment, spacecrafts uh, that, uh, that we have that are not of this world. And I'm sitting there thinking, did did he just say that? Did, Did he just say what I heard him say? Well, uh, he did say that, and the next evening, I think it was actually over the weekend, he then had another program, and he had a credible pilot who has witnessed a phenomenon in the sky that is not obviously a typical airplane uh, from any country. And so as I heard all that and began to put some things together, I decided I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to what that individual had shared that Years ago, I looked at rather askance, but today, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm beginning to be much more open to the prospect that the spirit world is infiltrating our world maybe as never before. Now, maybe you've guessed who it is. If you've listened to him, and I hope you have, uh, you know I'm talking about Chuck Missler. Now, Chuck Missler went home to be with the Lord two years ago, two years ago. I think he was around 83 years of age, but again, a brilliant man. And I found a message he gave. He gave it in Denver, Colorado at Calvary South. It's had 1,200,000 plus views, uh, the YouTube video. So I went back and I wanted to hear what he had to say. And it was rather fascinating. And I just want to share an excerpt or two from that message. And one of the questions that he responded to or one of the areas he addressed was the whole problem with what's going on in America. Now, we're talking seven years ago. We're talking, obviously, before the pandemic. We're talking before the presidency of Donald J. Trump. It is my understanding he had moved his uh, ministry from Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, to New Zealand because of his concern with what was going on in the country. I want to share with you what begins with a comment that he made about what was happening in America, again, seven years ago. One of the most difficult things people ask me, you know, what, you know, what's happening to America? Boy, I don't know. There's a whole other topic we could explore, and that is the encroaching darkness and the fact that all the things that made our country great up through the 40s, 50s, 60s maybe is gone. We do not have a constitutional government. We do not have freedom of speech. We do not have a Bill of Rights. And that's all been, what's amazing isn't that it's happened. What's amazing is that nobody cares. 
Nobody notices the apathy. There will be roles, I believe, this is personal suspicion, involving what apparently are alien encounters and creatures beyond our imagining. And that will climax in an actual Armageddon, of course. And your challenge, I'm going to put something on the screen in sincerity, but I want you to challenge it, because it's ridiculous. I believe that you and I are being plunged into a period of time about which the Bible says more than it does about any other period of time in human history, including the time that Jesus walked the shores of Galilee or climbed the mountains of Judea. That's preposterous. Challenge it. Don't accept it, for heaven's sakes. But how do you challenge that statement? You've got to do two things to do that. Two basic challenges. First of all, you've got to find out what the Bible really says. Not what Gina or Chuck or somebody else. It's too important to delegate. You need to find out what the Bible itself actually says. And the good news is it's never been more available in the, in the history of man. In our environment today, the Word of God is more available than it's ever been in the history of man. If there ever was a time to dig into the Word of God, this is it. But think about it for a moment. Just years ago, Chuck Missler made those statements about the United States of America, our loss of freedom, our moving away from the Constitution. What in the world would he say today if he were still here rather than in the presence of the Lord? Now, Chuck was making a statement about the possibility of alien involvement in the future. Now, what Chuck is going to reference is Genesis chapter 6. It's a passage you need to study. And I have studied it over the years, and I agree with his interpretation. And so do, by the way, a number of very conservative biblical scholars. First of all, the hybrids that we're talking about here mostly are man-machine kind of innovations, okay? Right. Uh, that will lead to... Uh, entities that are not purely human, they're partly machine, whatever that turns out to mean. But a close cousin of that are the hybrids that occurred in Genesis 6. It also occurred in the 400 years before they entered the land, because the scripture deals with that in the Old Testament. Um, these were hybrids that were uh, uh, angel, uh, fallen angel generated, if you will, and those angels are now in a special carceration until the end. Uh, but um, and they were hybrids that were in large measure destroyed. The bodies were destroyed. There is a belief among demonologists that they probably were the source of what we encounter in the New Testament as demons. Because there's a very distinct difference between angels, as you portrayed in the Bible, which are physical, take people by the hand, eat dinner with them. They're, they're, they're material. They can, they can materialize substantially. Demons are peculiar, as we see in the New Testament, in the, I'm using the word demon in the denotative sense, uh, that they are, apparently are powerless except to the extent they can control somebody. And uh, the, that Gadara, the, uh, that whole thing was, uh, uh, we learned a lot about them from there, that they operate only by permission, and they, even to enter animals they had to have special leave and so forth. So uh, when you start getting to the, now the point is there are hybrids in the scripture and they're also a strange kind of hybrid that we typically call UFOs. Now, the UFOs are, 99% of that stuff is nonsense, they're hoax, and you have to get through all that nonsense. But you discover when you get into that carefully, cautiously, there are a core, there's a substantial, thousands actually, uh, authenticated uh, incidents in which they, material, they, they show up in multiple radars simultaneously, 
I was in June of 52 when they shut down uh, uh, Washington National Airport in those days and Andrews Air Force Base for a week. And I remember all that. It created panic. And uh, never with any explanation, they, they would uh, scramble you know, fighters and so forth, and they'd disappear, then they'd come back. It was bizarre. But the point is, so they leave, they, they're, and they also leave evidence behind, radioactivity, burnt ground, what have you, on the one end. So they are, they can adopt physical form, apparently. They're not just, they're not subject, radar systems don't get hallucinations, not multiple, yeah, anyway. The problem is, at the same time, they violate physical laws. They make right angle turns at ex extreme speeds, and uh, they can materialize and dematerialize. The people, the, mo the most competent researchers here are convinced that they're demonic, that they are not hospitable, they're, and they're, they're, they're hostile to our, they're deceptive. They have an agenda, apparently. Uh, they're, mul they're multiple ones, they're piloted with knowledgeable pilots, and so forth. The Nephilim were the offspring, the result of uh, an ungodly union between fallen angels and human women. That's what led to the legends that now we now know as Greek mythology. There's a whole background there. Let me quickly say it's Genesis chapter 6. You look at verse 4. It says the Nephilim or the giants were on the earth in those days and afterward when the sons of God came to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. They were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Uh, the passage goes on, but first let me comment. One of the things about this, when you interpret this, it, when it says the sons of God, as used in the Old Testament, across the board, it refers to angelic beings. It then goes on, it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals, creeping things, and birds of the heavens, for I'm sorry I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. There are different interpretations of this passage. I happen to agree with Chuck Missler. And I have studied this passage on a number of different occasions. I have discovered that the most conservative scholars hold to this position. Now, you should have a lot of questions that you need to answer as you dig into the text and evaluate the different positions. There are those who maintain that what is being described here is that there were those who were taken over, men were taken over by demonic forces, and then were involved with women and had offspring. Others believe that the, the Nephilim and how they came to be was despotic kings that ruled during that time. And so there are approximately three different interpretations. We see that Satan was trying to infiltrate the human race in order to destroy the godly line of Seth through which the promised one, the Messiah, would come. This is Satan's first of many attempts to destroy the one who would come in response to the prediction in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15 where it says that the seed of the woman, a very unusual expression, obviously the seed comes from the man, the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent. The serpent would bruise his heel, but he would crush the serpent's head. That is the first prophecy about the coming of Jesus Christ found in the Word of God. Satan knew that God was making a promise, and Satan then tried to destroy 
the human race in order to negate that prospect. So what we are seeing in Genesis 6 is certainly demonic at some level. I want to encourage you to consider uh, listening to the teaching, reviewing the teaching of Chuck Missler. Home with the Lord, but many messages available on YouTube. And his ministry was known as Koinonia House, which I assume is still uh, sharing his messages to this day. So in closing, I want to encourage you to do exactly what Chuck Missler said a few moments ago, and that is take advantage of the technology, use it for good, study the Word of God. You can watch hours of solid teaching. You can literally go to the text, and you can get various versions of the text, and you can get into the Greek of the New Testament or the Hebrew and Aramaic of the Old Testament. You can do word studies. You can do this. So be one who studies to show yourself approved. And I'll tell you what, it's a fascinating time to know the Word of God.